Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. I want to preface the story by saying yes, I know I'm dumb. This whole situation was 100% avoidable by me, but I've always been a bit of a daredevil and an adrenaline junkie. To understand this fully, you'll need some background information. Sorry if this gets kind of long. When I was 15, I moved from a small country town in Illinois to Burbank, California. It was a bit of a culture shock for my family and I. We did move to a fairly safe apartment complex though. It was gated and it was full of college kids and kids my own age that wanted to get into acting. The main gate had a guard always there to check in visitors and the other three gates would only open if you had a key card. It was also a pretty large community. There were 26 buildings, each three stories. All of the buildings were lettered A to Z. The complex backed up to the backside of the mountain that has the Hollywood sign on it. There were three main places that my group of friends would hang out at. One was the roof of one of the J buildings. One was an isolated little place right behind some trees and a gate by the Z building. And the main place being this little concrete area right behind a fence that was connected to the parking lot for the A building, which we creatively called A-Lot. From A-Lot, you can hike up the side of this mountain illegally in order to get to a trail that was legal to be on. There wasn't really much to do in the complex, and there wasn't really anywhere to walk outside the complex, and none of us drove, so we often climbed up to this trail. It was usually vacant. Once you get up the trail, if you head right, you'll be able to get to the top of this mountain. But if you turned left, it ramps around and eventually dead ends, and you have to either go off the path or turn back. We usually just hung out on the trail around the area we had emerged when we got there. We never really wanted to put in the effort to hike up the mountain or reach the dead end. However, a group of teens that turned left one day noticed a white tent down in the valley right on the outskirts of the apartments. Rumors quickly swirled about who was down there and what they were doing. The one that ended up sticking was that there were cannibals hiding down there. Of course, I was intrigued. I've been studying serial killers and crimes since I was literally like 9 years old when I started watching Criminal Minds. Most of my friends at the time were guys, so one day I convinced them to hike down into this valley with me so we could see what was going on. They weren't really psyched about the idea. But my stubbornness and taunts did end up with them reluctantly following me up to the spot where we could see the tent. We started heading down into the valley. The way down was mostly just loose dirt and rocks. There were no trails that led down there. When we reached the bottom, my friend stopped and told me that we should head back, but I really needed to get closer. I could see a little sign a few feet away, but I couldn't read it because I didn't have my glasses. I started inching closer, with my friends then whispering at me to stop. They were glued to their spots, not inching closer with me. So much for bringing boys for my safety, right? When I got close enough to read the sign, it said, If you can read this, we can see you. 
I thought it was absolutely hilarious, so I turned around and I whisper shouted to the boys what it said. They both instantly turned and ran in the other direction, completely leaving me behind. I still wasn't spooked, but I took off after them. I was never able to convince anybody to go back down there with me until I moved a 20-minute drive north and started at a different high school my junior year. It was then I met my best friend, Madeline. She is also fascinated by serial killers and just the darker things in life. I told her about the white tent shortly into our friendship, and we decided pretty quickly that we had to go. We had to wait until I got my license the next year. By that time, we had mostly forgotten all about the tent, but we started driving out to my old apartment complex to go see my friends without telling anybody where we were going. Our parents didn't really want us making the drive since I had just gotten my license. One day, when we were there hanging out with one of the boys that went with me the first time, he brought it up and he asked if I remembered it. Madeline and I started driving home that day and we decided on that Saturday we should try and go back and make the hike down there. Well, Saturday came and we headed out. Once again, not telling anybody where we were going. We got in through the back gate by hopping the fence. We made the hike up to the trail, not even sure that the tent was still there. As we rounded the corner going left on the trail, it came into view. The white tent was still there. We were basically giddy at this point. We slowly and quietly made our way into the valley. Madeline was recording on her phone while we were making jokes and generally just being dumbasses. We made it to the bottom and started inching closer and closer to the tent. I noticed that the sign was no longer there, but I didn't think much of it. We were both pretty close when I stopped Madeline. There was a voice coming from inside the tent. I don't remember exactly what it was saying, but it sounded like one side of a conversation. Madeline and I looked at each other and then continued closer, still recording. Then, like something out of a horror movie, one of us stepped on a fallen twig, and it snapped in half, filling the silence in the air with a shockingly loud noise. We froze for a second and locked eyes. Just as the talking stopped, we turned to run. Suddenly, someone was running after us and shouting at us. Hey, come back! I just want to talk! And yeah, we weren't about to do that. I still don't know how we got back up the trail so fast. By the time we were at the top, the person had stopped chasing us and supposedly went back to the tent because we didn't see anyone when we looked back. We weren't about to take any chances and ran all the way back to the car and sped the hell out of there, never to go back. I sometimes really wonder who that was and what would have happened if we weren't faster. I often wonder if that tent is still there, but I'm not about to go check. So, to the man who lives in the white tent in the mountains by my old apartment complex, I think me and my friend made the right decision by running away from you. I'm an 18-year-old female. The story takes place back when I was about 12 to 13. One day I was hanging out with my friends after school, and we decided we wanted to walk to the park. We both lived in these townhouses slash apartments, and the neighborhood had a local park connected to it. So we would usually go there and kind of just walk around when we had nothing else to do. On this particular day, we decided we wanted to go off the path and onto a hiking trail that we were both somewhat familiar with. 
For some context, there was a path that led outside of the park that cut off right before the road. Across this road, there were two trails to choose from, so we chose the one on the right since we were both familiar with it. Now, the trail went straight the whole way, and on the other side of it was just so many trees everywhere. We were walking down the trail and having a really good time admiring the scenery and chatting, when out of nowhere, this tall, lanky-looking guy stepped out from the woods and onto the trail. I thought you guys were dogs. I got scared, said the lanky man. He was probably around the age of 17 to 18, and he was out there alone. My friend and I just looked at each other with confusion and curiosity. Hey guys, you seem really cool. Do you want to play a game with me? I have something really cool I want to show you. Follow me. And he motioned for us to follow. I was a very naive child, still am, and that didn't really help in this situation. I was just about to blurt out okay when my friend interrupted and then said, Uh, no, we don't even know you. And just then, I got a very bad feeling in my stomach, and I felt the urge to run. I turned to my friend. Yeah, we're about to meet up with my mom and my cousins. They're right up there. Obviously, they weren't. Then he turned right around and started running the opposite way. We bolted away, and we eventually made it home safely. After this incident, I ended up telling my mom and brother what happened. Apparently, my brother knew this kid, and there was a cop stationed at the trail because multiple women were making complaints about him following them throughout the trail and scaring them. I'm really so glad I moved. My name is Denise, and I'm going to tell you about the scariest camping trip my boyfriend and I ever had. My boyfriend, who we'll call Mark, and I decided to go camping for a few days in North Carolina on the Appalachian Trail. We left early on a Friday morning. It was Memorial Day weekend. The drive took around three hours. When we arrived at the park, we got all of our belongings and gear in which we needed and made sure we locked the car. We had to hike two miles to get to where we were going to set up camp. When we got there, we looked around and there happened to be a pond for fishing. We decided to set up camp and go fishing afterwards. It was already afternoon at this point. We were sitting at the pond fishing and drinking a couple of beers. There were some other people across the pond from us. We waved and they waved back. While we were sitting there, Markton says, I don't feel comfortable. I asked why, and he just says, I don't know. I'm not really sure why. I told him he was probably just tired. We caught a few fish, and we walked back to camp. Mark started a campfire, and I helped him clean the fish. He then cooked them over the campfire. Mark is a really great cook. Anyways, we ate, and we had a couple of more beers. I pulled out the marshmallows to toast. Mark didn't want any. I walked to the edge of the tree line to go get a stick for my marshmallows. While I was looking, I heard something walking. I flashed the light from my flashlight right on the area where I heard walking. It was already dark this time. I didn't see anything, nor did I hear the walking anymore. I shrugged it off. I went back to where Mark was, right at the fire. Mark then asked, What were you looking at? I told him, I don't know, I guess it wasn't anything because I didn't see anything. 
but I did hear something walking right before I flashed my light to the area. Mark then says, Yeah, something doesn't feel right about this place. Now, this was the first time that I'd ever really seen Mark so nervous. I asked him if he was okay. Not really, he replies. Usually when Mark and I are together, we're always talking and laughing and kissing each other. None of that was happening. Mark was hardly saying anything at all. I then said, We've had a really long day. Let's crawl into the tent and try and get some sleep. I'm sure tomorrow will be a better day. Mark agreed, and so we crawled into the tent and got into our sleeping bag. We had a double sleeping bag. I woke up to the sounds of footsteps through the brush and trees. I looked at the time, and it was 1.43 a.m. Mark was asleep. I was debating on whether to wake him up or not. The footsteps were getting closer. Mark wakes up on his own, and then says, I knew it. Someone's been watching us ever since we got here. I could sense it. Mark had brought his handgun with him. He got it out and unzipped the tent. He crawled out and flashed the flashlight over the tree line where we heard the walking. Mark then yells, Who the hell's out there? There was no reply. He flashed the light around and was looking, but didn't see anything. I crawled out of the tent. We stayed on the outside of the tent for like 45 minutes. We didn't hear anything else, and we crawled back into the tent. It wasn't even five minutes later until we heard the walking again. Mark, I really want to leave, I said. I'm scared, and I don't want to be here anymore. Mark then says, I think we should leave too. He then adds, The car's two miles away. I think it's best that we wait until dawn. I didn't really like this idea, but I agreed to wait. We sat right outside the tent with our flashlights and Mark's gun. The walking had stopped again. At the first sign of dawn, we started quickly packing everything up. We started back to the car. I then told Mark to keep his gun in a place that he could grab it quickly. He said he did. While we were hiking back to the car, we heard more walking through the brush and trees. I then asked Mark if he thought it was an animal, and he then said, No, it's on two legs. Mark pulled his gun out, and we started moving faster. As we moved faster, so did whatever was following us. Mark then yells, Who are you? But again, no answer. Mark says to me, Just keep going, and don't stop. By this time, we weren't too far from the car. We can still hear it coming behind us. Finally, we start getting a visual of the car. We ran to the car and threw everything inside as fast as we could. When we backed up in the car, we looked, but we still didn't see anything. Mark floored out of there. We talked about it after we got home. We told our families and friends about what happened. Most of them said maybe the person was going to rob us. One of Mark's friends says, you know, there's a lot of stories about that area. People have made claims of seeing skinwalkers, the dogman, and of course, the famous Bigfoot. We told him we didn't believe in that stuff. Later, we admitted to each other with all the stories there are about all of what Mark's friend mentioned. Who knows what it could have been. The story may not sound as scary as some other stories, but we were so scared, and we're really glad that we chose not to finish out our vacation. 
To this day, we still really wonder who or what that was watching and following us in the woods. The story was about three months ago. My school took our grade level on a camping trip. I had a few friends in my camping group. Let's call them Grace, Jenny, Mary, and Amy. The camp we were staying at was in the middle of nowhere, meaning no homes, restaurants, stores, or anything in at least a 20-mile radius. On the second day of our trip, we had to go on a hike and spend the night in tents. Fast forward to that night and nobody in our group was asleep yet, except for the only two teachers and our counselor. I was sharing a tent with Mary and Amy. Mary and Amy were on the edges of the tent and I was in the middle. Soon it was around 11 p.m. and Mary and I were whispering to each other and then we saw someone outside with a flashlight holding a huge branch. Everyone was supposed to be in their tents by then and going to sleep, so it made me a little suspicious. I mentioned it to Mary and Amy, but we didn't think much of it. About a few minutes later, we heard footsteps right around our tent. My friends and I went silent. Whoever was walking around our tent had no flashlight and was alone. It was silent in our campground, so everybody else was most likely asleep. A few minutes later, I saw something fly past our tent, and then we heard something crash into a tree. It looked like a branch was being thrown, but I hadn't heard anyone unzip their tents for hours, so it couldn't have been anyone in my group, even though we were 10 miles away from the main area of the camp. After that, Mary, Amy, and I were on alert. Then someone poked our tent. It looked like a human, and it was probably impossible for most animals to do that with how high it was. Amy was asleep, but Mary and I were awake and panicking. Mary poked the tent back, and a hand shoved her hand back from the outside. We finally fell asleep. Around 3 to 4 a.m., I woke up to Mary shaking me awake and telling me to come outside with her to use the bathroom. We got outside, and we turned on our flashlights. It was silent and nobody in our group was awake. We grabbed the bathroom supplies from the middle of our campsite and headed to a wooded area to use the bathroom. I went first, and then Mary did. She didn't have her glasses on, and she couldn't see very well, so we were kind of laughing about it. Then, we heard footsteps approaching us, and then the footsteps stopped. Mary and I immediately went quiet, and I turned the flashlight off and I then heard a crash, which was Mary falling over. I told Mary to hurry up, and she quickly adjusted herself, and we ran back to our tent and zipped it up. We concluded that whatever that was, was a person or a large animal, and was walking on two feet. Whatever it was didn't carry a flashlight, and was alone, and it seemed to know the area well. Eventually, I was the only one in my tent still awake. Then at least 600 yards away, I could hear a man scream. I instantly got chills and couldn't fall asleep for the rest of the night. Well, the very next morning, literally everyone in our group was talking about something walking around their tents at night and how they heard branches cracking and being thrown. We all concluded that it wasn't anybody from our group. About an hour later, we all hiked back and nobody else from our grade level ever went back to that campsite again. 